Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope. I'm always excited every time I do a show because I know that I have a guest who has a story where he or she have come out of a state of hopelessness and found new life, new vigor, new answers to their problems and came out of hopelessness and into hope. Each one of my guests has this story and it doesn't matter where you are now. What matters is where we're going. And even if you feel that you are in a position where you can't go another day, and many of my guests have been there, where they were, one of my guests was standing on the other side of the railing of a bridge, ready to jump. Another was in a dumpster and living out of a dumpster with two small children. And they, they realized that they had to turn their lives around, that there was more to life than the hopelessness that they were feeling. And so each one of my guests has a story like this, and that's why I'm so excited to be able to share their stories with you. With me today, I have such a guest, and her name is Gloria Raynor. She was also in a place where she didn't want to continue life as it was. She had been hurt very deeply in many ways and hurts you know if we hang on to them they can really destroy us or we can use them as a platform to move ahead such as my guest did today and use that platform to help others now gloria is the founder of hearting hearts ministry and that The purpose of that ministry is to bring healing to broken hearts. And broken hearts is something that many people have had to deal with in their lives. She is currently writing a book about a young woman who has been abused, is insecure, and who has a strong desire to find true love. So that's something we can look forward to as well. Welcome, Gloria. Thank you very much, Carol. It's a pleasure speaking with you this evening. Good. I'm very glad to have you here, Gloria. Now, you have a passion to help people, and I think that comes across very clearly in in your your Facebook page and your blog and any other place that you are active on the Internet. And you want to help people who have suffered from a broken heart. Now, the reason that most people will want to help people 
with situations like this is because they've been there themselves. And I understand that you were. So can you tell us the story of how your heart was broken and how you came out? Well, a few years back, I've gotten to a point where I've lost my job, I've lost my home, and I've lost the relationship that I had. And some of the nights were very dark. Because growing up, I'm like a loner. I have friends, but I wasn't very close to them. So oftentimes I had to deal with things by myself. And I was going through that traumatic time in my life when I felt the need for a friend, the need for someone that I could lean on. But my heart and my distrust did not allow me to. So I turned inward, trying to find ways to deal with my situation. And finally, I went back to the days of my mom when she would tell us that life will not always be easy. There will be circumstances that you face from time to time, and there will be no one to stand with you. Mm. So you've got to figure it out, or you've got to remember that there's a God above you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. So in my weary moments and in my moments of pain and frustration, I cried out unto the Lord. And I remember in doing so, the psalmist David encouraged me that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So I hold on to various words from the Bible and I keep searching the scripture and I keep exploring and digging with the hope that I would rise above it. And I remember years back, I've written a piece saying this too will pass. So each time I'm faced with a circumstances or situation or a problem that I find difficult, find, find it difficult with, I just remind myself that this too will pass. And as I go along, I build up friendship with individuals that I've been associated with because somehow they start opening up to me and I start opening up to them. And I was able to get through that, the trying times and got to a place where I now feel secure, confident, hopeful, and having the trust that no matter what comes my way, the grace of God and true friendship will allow me the energy and the ability to overcome. So what are some of the steps that you would recommend to women or men who might be in that position? Like, it doesn't happen overnight, and, and it is a gradual process. So what, what would be the first thing that you would suggest to them that they do? It doesn't happen overnight, but I suggest that we first have to look ourselves in the mirror and accept myself for who I am. Identify who you are and the fact that there is a purpose attached to your life. No matter where you are, if we can get to that place where we look ourselves in the mirror and say, listen, I'm here for a purpose. And then choose, choose um, consistently to be, con- to be persistent to find out what that purpose is. And when we identify the purpose and we can start working towards eliminating the negative influence around and about us, whether it's on the job or in the home or in the church, wherever the negative influences are coming from, we got to find that way, that daily way to shed it by having the confidence that as an individual, you're more than able to live the life that is expected of you. 
And also, sometimes we tend to be down on ourselves, where we might say, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not wise enough. I'm not intelligent. Sometimes we have some negative thoughts that lurks inside of us. And we feed those thoughts, not even realizing that those negative thoughts and words create negative impacts in our lives. When we can steer ourselves away from those, identify them, and decide not to attach to them, then those are stepping stones that will help us to overcome some of the difficulties or the conflicts that we face daily in our lives. We also have to be selective with the type of friends and companies we keep because negative energy breeds negative energy. And so doing, if I'm down today, I think it would be in my best interest to find someone who's happy, alert, and upbeat to attach myself to instead of someone who is down in the dumps. If I'm going to do that, I must be in a position to pull that person out. But if I'm not, then I should try not to attach it because the negative with the negative is not a very, it's not a very good way to go about it. What you said there about pulling that person out because there's a fine line between not wanting to be around those who may be negative to am I strong enough to help them so that they don't pull me down but I can pull them up. Is that kind of the position you find yourself in? Sometimes, yes. When I was in that um, period, there were folks who have seen who needed help. But at the same time, I'm thinking, what if, what if I go there and instead of helping, I go down deeper? Mm-hmm. Than right. So it's something that you really have to sit and look at. What state am I in physically, psychologically, and emotionally to be able to help someone and at the same time, maintain my equilibrium or my level or my balance without going further than where I am in my negative environment. And it's very important, as you mentioned earlier, to like yourself, isn't it? And to look yourself in the mirror and to begin a relationship with yourself instead of always um, pointing out the negatives the negative thoughts that, like you said, I'm not pretty enough or I'm not smart enough or what do you suggest how, where someone starts to turn those negatives into positives? Do you have a formula for that? It's a daily walk. I looked at the television. I looked at life around us. I looked at the magazines and the various impressions of society and um, sexuality and the female gender and the male gender, what we identify with but I've come to the point where I realize it doesn't matter who is on the cover of that page that that's their identity I'm an individual and I'm special I'm unique there's no one like me so whether I'm fat skinny or whatever description someone might use of me I need to know who I am And by so doing, when I identify myself as an individual, not being compared to someone else by beauty or by, yes. So that's my kind of stepping stone daily. I refuse to accept someone's negative display or attitude as to who I am. So Daily, I wake up in the morning and I would tell myself, wow, you're too blessed to be stressed. You're beautiful. (laughs) You're wonderful. You're wonderful. Maintain that level. And if I do throughout the day, 
then the negatives that come my way, I'll find a way to bounce them off, turn them around, or at the same time be able to influence someone else who is down by letting them know it could have been worse. I like what you said, refuse to accept someone's negative view of who you are because so often we get stuck there, don't we? Oh, yes. And it becomes our own thoughts, which have been Mm -hmm. transferred basically from somebody else and their opinions. So that's, yeah, if we could only do that from day one, you know, it'd make life so much easier. Oh, yes, (laughs) it would, it would. Yeah, definitely. So you just had a couple little mantras there that were good. Um, any other ones that you want to share, like what we can tell ourselves to to bring ourselves up and out of despair, if that's where we find ourselves? Like for right now, Carol, I'm going through a very trying time. And in the past, when my days are good, I would look at friends or individuals who are down and say to them, come on, girl, this too will pass. So I I said to myself, if when others are in trouble, I'm telling them that this too will pass, then I need to tell myself that this too will pass. So daily when I get up, I don't always do it, which I should, but I spend some time with my father. Because the reason why is that he said he knows everything about me. And before I was formed in my mother's womb, He knew what this day would be like. So when I find things are very traumatic or very demanding or at a point where I don't have a solution, I tell myself the only time I have a problem is when something is happening. I know it's happening, but I don't know what it is. But if something is going on in my life and I know what it is, I tell myself, really, girl, you don't have a problem. You just need a solution. So I set out in finding a solution for the situation that faces me or that I'm confronting. You don't have a problem. You just need a solution. I like that. The women that contact you, are they basically suffering along the same lines or, and, and is this what you do to help them? Like you have a Facebook page. Is it an interaction page in other words or? I don't have an interaction page, but sometimes individual will call. Like recently, I got a call from someone who said, I was on your Facebook page and I saw something that kind of reflects on me. And I thought of giving you a call. So the individual called out of confidentiality. I will not call name, but I spoke with her and the person explained and expressed what they're going through. It was a very traumatic time. For the person, because over the years they have built up a relationship and suddenly it went sour and they did not know what to do. Uh. So uh, in the process of it, I encourage a person that you need to step away from this situation for a few minutes and just remove yourself and see someone else in that situation and ask yourself the question. What is that person going through? How can I help that person? What influence do I have that could influence that person from a negative environment to a positive environment that they will realize that when you're in a position where you enable someone and it happened to turn back, you have to be strong enough to acknowledge where you have 
kind of err or where you have been a part of the problem mm. to execute the solution. Good point. So uh, we communicate a few times and then she would call back to say, okay, today's not a bad, too bad a day. And eventually, last call I got from her is like she said, okay, I've made a decision. I realized that this relation is, is static. It's not going anywhere. It's not benefiting me. And my children themselves had said to me, so-and-so, mom, I think you need to get out of it. It's not suitable. So eventually, after assessing herself and the situation and stepping back, she realized, okay, I'm, I'm worth more than this. So I need to move forward. Well, I haven't heard from her for a little while, so I'm hoping and trusting that she had moved <laughs> <laughs> so basically what you're doing is you're, is you're helping people look at it from a different perspective and preferably not yeah. an emotional one because yeah. emotions get in the way very often, don't they, to our, to our decisions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that, that's very much needed and I'm sure that you will be able to continue to help many women and men. I'm not just going to say it's women. Of course, men, men have emotional issues as well and they certainly have come to places where they don't know what to do. That's true. So can you tell us about your book and, and um, how far along you are and, and is it a fiction? Is it based on, on fact? What, tell us about your book and do you have a title yet? The book that I'm doing is entitled Bad Girls and Boys of the Bible. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. I, I was looking at the Bible from the point of view that most of the time we looked at those who have had it real good, like Esther and some of those who were strong men and women. But oftentimes we do not look at those who were kind of a castaway. And so I decided to take a look at people like Eve and Esther and Mary, the ones in that were on a ladder going up, but somewhere along the line, they got cast down by the things that they did. I was looking at, for example, Sarah, Sarah, which brought forth Isaac, according to the um, language of the day. But in the, same, in the same process, she made an error. She stepped out of the guidelines that was given to her to be able to be the mother of the child who would deliver Israel. And that stepping out of line brings some disaster upon the family in the sense that when, when she brought forth her children and her children brought forth children, there was a kind of a generational curse, a generational setback that took place because there was rivalry, there was fussing and fighting where this one needed that, and that one needed that. So I would say, if Sarah did not interfere with God's plan, maybe Jacob and Isaac' lifestyle would be different. That sounds really good, and, and we definitely will um, be promoting your book when it comes out. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Is there anything else, Gloria, that you would like to share that maybe you haven't touched on that um, either will conclude what we're talking about or open up something else if, if it's something new that you'd like to share? Well, basically, Carol, my mission is to inspire and bring people into a fresh perspective every day. And that, that's a broad spectrum because I'm hoping that this ministry, Hurting Heart, will cover all phases, men, women, boys and girls, and the family. Because 
And looking at the family structure that we have today, it is so broken. Yes. It is so distorted. Um, families are no longer willing to work things out. Families are no longer willing to go that extra mile. It's like a me, I, and myself. And yes. what can I get from this relationship? What can I get from this marriage? What can I get from whatever it is we're doing? We don't have that bond of unity, that caring element no longer seems to exist in what we do on a large percentage. And the, the few families that is still held together, there's so much conflicts and there's so much loss and so much emotion that is coming in from right, left and center, tugging at them, that it makes it very hard for, for the family to be held together. So I'm trusting that as I go along, whether it's by books or by poetry or by blog or whatever, somewhere along the line, I'll be able to speak to the hearts of people for us to realize we need to return to the foundation, the basic elements that held us together for so long, which is love and caring. That sounds like quite a mission. And you know what, Gloria? You're not alone. There are many people who have recognized this and who are coming on board, you know, with others to help people realize that we need to get back to basics. We need to get back to foundations. We need to get back to values and principles, you know, that have been trying, as you said, to be destroyed. So that sounds awesome. I thank you so much. Well, Carl, I must say it's a pleasure coming across you, meeting you, speaking with you. I've done a bit of reading where you're coming from, and I am impressed with a lot of the work that you have done. And to actually be able to speak with you in person, I consider it an honor. Oh, thank you, Gloria. I totally agree. I love each of my guests. And what's so wonderful is that very often I become friends with them that I know will last a whole lifetime. And it's so, so interesting to know that sadness and hurting can bring people together into a new relationship because that's where we, everybody on this show has been, a place of real deep sadness and sorrow and yet turned it around so that we can help others. So you are one of many uh, that I appreciate so very much to have on to share their stories. So again, I thank you, Gloria. It has been great. Yes, you're welcome because when I saw the title of your um, Battered Hope, I thought, okay, I'm not alone. <laughs> there, are, there are others out there, but I need to get a hold of her. <laughs> oh, that sounds wonderful. Thank you, Gloria, again. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope, featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.